we are pleased and honored to welcome in uh, our good friend, the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters, joins us this morning. How you doing today? John, I'm doing good. It's always good to talk to you. Man, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Uh, big win. I mean, uh, you guys took care of business, did things that uh, that you needed to do against Kansas. Nice to, uh, you know, to uh, bounce back uh, for the Cyclones after the loss at Oklahoma State. Yeah, it was a really good, positive uh, game to go on the road, um, you know, and you expect to win uh, because Kansas has struggled. Uh, but at the same time, to go out and do it is another thing, just expecting it doesn't make it automatically happen. And, you know, you'd hope that maybe you could get some of your young guys in the game, and that happened at the end of the game where Iowa State got some good experience for some young players. Uh, but more than anything, just executed, uh, did what they needed to do, went about their business, and and got another good win uh, against Big 12 competition on the road. And you never take those for granted. I don't care where the games are. Uh, there were a lot of lean years for Iowa State going on the road in the Big 12 conference. So anytime you pick up a road win, you're delighted. Yeah, and and I would add to that this year, we don't even take playing a game for granted, right? <laughs> Much well, right. less winning. That's right. <laughs> but to play the game, I mean, that's a win in itself. No, it is. You're exactly right, John. Every game this season is a blessing. Every day is a blessing. And you're thankful when you get the opportunity to play, and especially when you get the opportunity to win. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for Iowa State, they're in a pretty good position in this Big 12 race. But there's a lot of schools that are saying that. You know, there's there's probably six schools right now that are saying, hey, if things fall our way, we could end up in Dallas. And, and that's a lot for going into November. Yeah. You know, so – um, it's going to be a wild race to the finish line, and we'll see who can get there. Yeah, good point. Six schools uh, within a game of each other in the Big 12 standings. Uh, you guys and K-State sitting atop the league, uh, four and one. Oklahoma State a half game back at three and one. But uh, but it is interesting uh, as we turn the page to November, uh, you know, how, how wide open it really is. It is anybody's guess. And there's going to be some tiebreakers involved probably in all likelihood. Um, you know, and Iowa State is split with Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Uh, still has Texas coming up. Still has West Virginia coming up. Still has uh, Kansas State coming up. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, three of the final four for Iowa State are going to be at home. Um, they'll probably be favored in all three of those games. But uh, I don't think anything is something you take for granted this year in the Big 12. And so uh, you got to go out and protect your home field. And um, these games are all going to be big, big challenges, including this Saturday. Off the field, um, everything okay on campus? I was reading about maybe another spike in uh, COVID cases on campus. Not not necessarily, and it wasn't related to the football team, but just on campus. What's what's the lay of the land there? Yeah, I haven't seen campus numbers, but I know the Story County numbers, which is where the campus is located, have gone up. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but it seems to be the case everywhere, not only across our state, but across the country, that there's a lot of uh, spiking of numbers as we get into the colder months, particularly right. up in this part of the country where a lot of things are moving indoors. Um, it's just almost inevitable that you're going to have a spike. And so um, it's scary, you know, and we, we, we would love to get all the way through this football season. You still got the basketball season out there that we'd love to go through and have and compete. But, um, you know, as we've seen at Wisconsin, um, there's going to be times where uh, life is going to become more important than athletics. And and that's always the case. uh, But it's illustrated, you know, in certain situations when you you just have to do what you have to do. And so we hope we don't get to that point. But 
you know, what you said earlier, John, about the uh, student athletes themselves, they've done a remarkable job of really being disciplined and, and trying like crazy to stay out of situations where they uh, could catch the disease. And it doesn't mean it's been perfect. Certainly some guys have gotten it and that's inevitable. Um, but, you know, on the whole, they've done a nice job and We've been pretty fortunate so far. Yeah, amen to that. John Walters, our guest, uh, longtime voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. John, you mentioned the the schedule going forward and how many home games the Cyclones have. What makes Ames such a difficult place for teams to come in and play? Well, I think, you, you know, you have to qualify it as this year versus every other year. I, I think that in most years, the reason it's such a difficult place to play is because there's going to be 61,500 in the stands. They're going to be out there tailgating for four hours prior to the game, and there's going to be a great game day environment. Plus, uh, that doesn't that doesn't add up to wins necessarily, but um, but you've got a really good coaching staff too here that, it, that has done a great job. And I, I saw a stat this week which kind of blew me away actually that uh, since 2017, Iowa State has is tied with Texas for the second most wins in Big 12 conference play behind Oklahoma with 20. Big 12 conference wins, and that's that's a testament to what a good job Matt Campbell's done here. Obviously, other schools, including Baylor, getting to the Big 12 championship game a year ago have had real positive results in given years, but uh, it, it's been a really good run here for Iowa State football, and so I think that's the biggest thing is the players on the field, but certainly Iowa State can have a really good game day environment. Um, that's been challenged, obviously, this year. Having just a few fans in the stands, I do think makes a difference. You know, we didn't have any fans here for the Louisiana game other than parents. Um, the band was there, but it, it just wasn't the same. There was no environment. And then for Oklahoma, a limited number of fans were allowed in. And, and just those few fans that were in there made a big, big difference, I thought, in Iowa State knocking off Oklahoma. So um, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things to answer your question. But I think the number one thing that you can't win without is good coaching and good players on the field. Can you talk a little bit about the growth of Brees Hall this season? It's been fun to watch, you know, and we really saw it start a year ago. Um, you know, he he entered the starting lineup, uh, I believe it was week five uh, at West Virginia and didn't come back out after that. And since that point, he's just been absolutely remarkable. And he has grown this season because – I think he's become a more complete back. He does everything well. He blocks well. He catches the ball well out of the backfield. I think his biggest thing, though, he's got a tremendous football IQ, and he can wait for those blocks to develop and then burst through that hole, and he's faster than you think he is. He doesn't look like he's running that fast. He's kind of a glider, but he can run away from some people, and when he sees a hole develop, it reminds me a little Le'Veon Bell with just the, the hesitation, just that moment of split second of waiting for that last block to develop, having the patience to do it, and then zoom, going right through there. That's what he does so well. And then when he gets through the hole, he has very good balance, very good vision, uh, great spin move, a, a lot of ways, strength, you know, a lot of ways to make people miss that first tackle. And that's when some of those, you know, six, seven-yard gains turn into the bigger ones. And so he's been a lot of fun to watch. I don't know if there's a better running back in the country. I think he should be right up there for the Doak Walker award. He's over 900 yards on the season. And uh, he's, as I mentioned, an every down back. So you don't have to just play him in specialty situations. You can leave him out there and he's really excelled. Yeah. Great season going, uh, leading rusher in the nation, 150 yards per game, six straight hundred yard games, 185 in the win over Kansas last week. And, and the nicknames keep coming. Uh, I heard a new one today. Tell me if you've heard this one, 
uh, Brees Lightning. Brees Lightning. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you like that? Well, you know, it might find its way into our broadcast. Yeah, there uh, you go. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, no, I haven't heard that one. Uh, that's that's a great one. But yeah, there, yeah, I heard. Uh, you know, Brees the Beast. The Beast, and, right, uh, right. You know, yeah, you're going to hear some more and more, uh, and that's all well and good. But you know, uh, a kid from Wichita that. Um, Iowa State was really excited when they got him to commit to Iowa State because, you know, he had a Michigan offer. He had a lot of good offers. Um, he was a four-star guy, and, and Iowa State doesn't get a ton of four-stars, and it was out of Wichita, but they had a great relationship with him and got him in here. And, uh, man, it's been uh, it's been a really good first two seasons on campus for Brees Hall. What is it, John, about the month of October uh, that <laughs> Iowa State has been so good? Uh, Thirteen and two in games in the month of October since 2017. Yeah, you know that's one of the great mysteries. I, I do think that Matt Campbell's teams have traditionally come out of the gate a little bit slow, trying to figure out who they are. And Coach Campbell said this year, with everything that was going on with COVID, he just thought he would bring his team along a little bit slower this year, intentionally, with the thought of. Let's try to be in this thing all the way to the finish line. Uh, we're not putting all our eggs in that that one basket because all the uncertainty of when the season was going to start and all that. So they really kind of played it a little bit more cautiously. But even going back years before we had COVID, his teams have come out of the gate slow and then have really hit their stride in October. And, um, you know, I, I think it, it's not total coincidence because he kind of doesn't look at a season as, wins and losses, he looks at it as getting better every week, and his teams have gotten better as seasons have gone on. Now, they haven't always been able to sustain it into November. Uh, last year's team dropped off a little bit at the end of November and into the bowl game against Notre Dame. So the question this year, and they have a new strength coach, can they can they keep it going all the way to the finish line? That's the big challenge right now, and you know, with all these important games coming up, I guess we're going to find out. Hmm. The offense obviously gets a lot of attention, but the defense has done phenomenal all season long. What makes Jaquan Bailey so disruptive? Well, I think a lot of things. First of all, he's healthy. You know, uh, Jaquan missed last season with an injury, and now he's back and leaner and just looks terrific. Uh, he came back in the best shape of his life, uh, which is really a testament to him because, you know, he was home in Jacksonville for a long time during uh, during COVID, and, and a lot of guys were off campus, and it was kind of up to them to do their own thing, to stay in great shape. And Jaquan definitely did that and came back in terrific shape. But he's very quick. And when you put uh, opponents in obvious passing situations, Iowa State, which they've been pretty good at doing because they've got a lot of depth along the front line. And guys like Eddie Wazirike and Zach Peterson, Isaiah Lee, they do their job on first down, second down. And then on third down, if you can get them third and long, Iowa State goes with a troll banks and it knows who's a very good pass, pass rusher, quick twitch. And then Will McDonald and Jaquan Bailey, who are the two Big 12 leaders in sacks on the ends. And so they're able to, with just rushing three, as we saw Baylor do really well a year ago, uh, just rushing three, still be able to get pressure and then drop eight into coverage. That's a super effective way to get off the field on third down. And so uh, Jaquan has uh, had a great, great season. Um, and sometimes they'll drop Jaquan Bailey and Will McDonald back into coverage and they'll disguise things. But um, it, it's been fun to watch. And, and I think John Haycock, the defensive coordinator at Iowa State, has been able to do more specialty things with his defense this year because they've had more depth than they've had in years past. 
John, final thought. Uh, when I we looking through your notes and just getting ready for this week, I see the name John Haycock, and it it, it brings up a memory in my mind from this summer. Was it his son that was involved in that Madden challenge? <laughs> yeah, Jace. Jace, yeah, that's was, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, qu- yeah. Quality assistant, yeah, for <laughs> Iowa State, and uh, got all the way to I think the uh, he got he got to the championship. Game, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that stuck in my mind, Haycock, because you and I did uh, I guess yeah. one or maybe more together, and the name Haycock just rung a bell. But he he didn't win the whole thing, but he got to the championship. You know what was funny about you bringing that up is uh, we talked to Jace in advance of his uh, Madden games, you know, and we said now you'd approach this like your dad. You kind of take a wait, <laughs> right. wait and see feel to how the game's developing before you really start blitzing and doing specialty stuff. And he said, absolutely, I want to see how things are. I want to I want to get a feel for what my opponent's trying to do, and that's exactly the way John Haycock. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you <laughs> yes. know, he's and learned so, well. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a the apple didn't fall far there. Yeah. And Jace is on staff, right? He's got a position yeah, on staff. He, he is a defensive quality assistant. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. That's fun. Well, we look forward to the trip. Oh, here, one more thing we need to ask you. Do you know the term Indian summer? Have you ever heard that term? We're experiencing it. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought uh, this week, right? Expecting a high of 74 today. Unbelievable. Um, I, I think we're going to stretch it out till Saturday for you, John, yes. but I can't guarantee anything. <laughs> and then snow next week, I saw. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Iowa. We're, hitting, that's it, Iowa. we're yeah. hitting a good week. How, how rare is this to be in the 70s in the first week of November? Pretty rare. Yeah, I mean, it does happen some, but, yeah, you. Uh, I, I think – when this game was scheduled in November, uh, Iowa State fans saw Baylor coming up here in November and thought, good, yep, maybe it'll yep. be really cold. And exactly. I don't know. <laughs> if I'm a fan sitting out there, I'd rather be comfortable and still hope for an oh, Iowa State yeah. win. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a, a really good night for football and uh, hopefully a great, great game. I think it will be. Yeah, I do too. I really do. Hey, we're looking forward to it. Thanks for your time. Uh, appreciate everything. And we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks very much. Sounds good. All thanks, right, thanks. John. John Walters, the great voice of the Iowa State Cyclones.